thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Ho, 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 and welcome to 100 <laughs> Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always at this time of the year, he's got his Christmas bells are jingling. It is Bing Crosby, I mean, Dr. Damien Christoph, the king of Christmas and wellness. How are you, great man? Malikaliki Maka, PC. It's my favorite song, and that means Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. Um, mate, I'm so good. As you know, this is my happiest time of the year. I absolutely love it. So many things happen at this time of the year, which bring a smile to my face. And uh, I couldn't think of anything better apart from playing golf than being here with you right now and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and podcasting uh, as we approach Christmas. So how exciting. We are one week as this recording comes out, as this episode comes out, we are one week from Christmas. And this is the year, this is sorry, the time of the year where, like you said, you come into your element. But as the king of wellness, of Christmas, of food, you put all of them together, how to have great food at Christmas, how to enjoy it. This is where you really come into your own. What are you putting on the menu this year? I don't think you're hosting this year for memory. But take us through your Christmas loves when it comes to uh, food on the table. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? We are hosting this year. So really? new house, right? So we did, we already hosted for mum's side of the family. So all of the cousins and aunties and uncles, we had 27 people at our house last Sunday. Um, and then on Christmas Eve, we've got Amber's mum and um, husband and then, you know, brother and sister, they're all coming over. And then uh, and then on Christmas Day, we've got my brother and my mum and um, um, my sister-in-law, Anna's brother. And so there's a whole bunch of people coming. So I think all up, we will have hosted for 60 people, um, <laughs> which is makes me happy. Like I love that stuff. I love it. It makes me very, very happy. Uh, but it is a really busy time of the year. And, of course, um, Amber, you know, working her nails to the bone, um, will be crawling across the line to get to Christmas Day and then we'll be eating some great food. But we've ordered – We've ordered some food, and I'll share that with you shortly. Well, I'm actually thinking as as you share your um, menu with us, maybe some of the frequently asked questions that come our way at this time of the year. And and I think when I ask you these questions, it will weave into some of the food that that you're preparing. And I think we've been doing this podcast for a bit over 10 years, and if anyone that's been um, – we've got a few lifetime listeners, which actually met – shout out to Karen, who I met doing a talk – last week in where was i sydney i've mm. never met karen before she's been listening to us for years come on karen in sydney i was in warwick farm and she comes up and says marcus it is so nice to meet you i've been listening to you every <laughs> monday for years so shout out to you karen um, so but good. when we started recording back in 2013 i was raging vegan you were a bit older and wiser than i was dietaries was not really a thing it was kind of like here's the vegetarian option type thing. Whereas now I feel like dietaries is the first question you ask anyone 
when you are talking about eating together. Mm, so yeah. you are about to host for, you've already been hosting, but by the time Christmas is done, you will have hosted for about 60. You are going to have dietaries coming out of your you-know-where in terms of conversation. So, And if yeah. it's not you, I'm sure it's come up in, in your incredible practice at Vita. What tips have you got for the listeners around dealing with dietaries at this time of the year where you're often hosting for um, you know, a number of people? Yeah. Well, this year uh, we've only had a couple of dietaries. So we had vegetarian, uh, we had lactose, we had gluten, we had FODMAP, <laughs> and uh, we had nut allergies. So we've only had a couple. Um, not, not much to worry about, really. <laughs> oh, you just make your normal food then. <laughs> oh, vegetarian, lactose, yeah. FODMAP. Yeah. GF. Yeah. GF. Yeah. SF. And nuts. Sorry. Did you say nuts? Oh, nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then even, even with the nuts, like almonds were fine, but um, cashews weren't or something. It was all very confusing. Anyway. Breatharian. Breatharian. You had a breatharian diet for your. So tricky. So tricky. Um, but you know what? What ends, up, what ends up happening with these sorts of situations is that it's you work out that it's actually not too difficult to cater to those things. So instead of using iceberg lettuce, you do use cos lettuce for the FODMAPers. Um, obviously, for the nuts, you, you might use pine nuts. You know, pine nuts, no one's got an allergy to pine nuts. Whoops. Just in case someone does have an allergy to pine nuts. <laughs> like, I'm sorry about that, but not many people do. And then you just you select foods that are easy to do. So, you know, you whack a turkey in the in the oven and so we cook up a big, you know, four or five kilogram turkey. Um, we're gonna have a ham, so that's always, you know, really delicious. So that's been, you know, kind of set up and smoked, and then we go and heat it up and, and baste it and do all that sort of stuff. And so that's gonna be gluten free um and, and dairy free. And then for the vegans, um, uh, we'll get some um vegetarian uh, patties, but not that TVP rubbish that's made from soybeans and other sustainable crops like canola. We're not doing that. And um, musaka, so musaka. Yeah, musaka, musaka. Uh, and then um, for the dairy-free people, that's actually pretty easy because you, you know you're not having. They just don't have to use cream-based, mm. you know, condiments. So There's no dairy they, in Christmas cake, is it? No, not until you put the ice cream or cream on top. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we can you can get around it mostly most of the time. And so for someone who is trying to be healthy, then you can have berries and um, coconut yogurt, for example. Like that's yeah. pretty simple. Um, yeah. You could still do pavlova. Like that's not a bad thing. You know, you could you could have some pav that's high in protein. We're talking like a high protein dessert right there. Um, so there's ways in which it can all be done. Um, and in terms of forward planning, I think if you start out knowing that you've got to cater for a number of different food sensitivities slash allergies, then it's really easy to just exclude that. And gluten these days is so easy to exclude. Mm. FODMAPs is so easy to kind of get the base right. Now, everyone with FODMAPs is going to have some kind of specialness. They're all a bit special. Uh, so there'll be a little bit of, it could be beans, it could be um, other legumes. It will obviously be onion and garlic for sure. That's going to be an issue for them. Um, and that also, you know, is onion powder and garlic powder. So you've got to be super careful with that. Maltodextrin can be an issue for those people, mm. but that's also an issue for people who uh, suffer with celiac disease. So 
going to the pure the pureness of the food if you're doing a turkey you're rubbing it in salt and pepper and sprinkling on some tarragon and thyme and then sticking a lemon up its bum and then sticking it in the oven you know that's kind of that's one thing you do or if you wanted to do you know something extra you could stick some apricots up there you know and so you're having an apricot and um pine nut you know, kind of deliciousness coming through, the flavours coming through with your uh, with your turkey. So you can easily achieve it um, with with food sensitivities, provided you go in there uh, wide eyed, ready to rock and roll, knowing that you got some food sensitivities. You are like a suckling pig in you know what right now. Aren't you? you love this. You <laughs> do, just do. love this. And actually, like what I wrote down as you were talking was, um, it really feels like that all of the sensitivities the dietaries and everything just brings us even closer and closer and closer to dare i say it meat and three veg yeah. <laughs> isn't that unbelievable isn't that unbelievable like it's um it's just, it is really quite incredible and it's a boring basic bland kind of diet which every single human on the planet can handle it's just whether or not your ego can handle it. Oh, I don't want to have that. It's so boring. You know, it's like when people pay me out for having vanilla ice cream, at least it's fine and I don't have any problem with it. And it tastes fantastic, vanilla. So if you know that something's going to work, you just stick with it. So, you know, if you know, having a barbecue, it's pretty easy to whack on the barbecue, whether it's chops, sausages, steak, chicken, eggplant, whatever it is that you're going to have on the barbecue, it's really easy, you know, to have that in the sections that will stop it from being contaminated with whatever else it might get contaminated with. Wow. No histamine responses, no histamines, uh, no, what else is um, up there these days? Um, You've pretty much got all your dietaries. I I know. (laughs) We did. We got everything. We copped everyone. Yeah, that was on day one. That was day one. And then um, I think day... There'll be a couple on day three. I don't think there's anything on day two. In fact, there's so there's pro- highly likely to be nothing on day two. So we'll have garlic and we'll have oysters and we'll have we'll have everything. We don't, there's no dietaries. So let's talk about this. Um, it's it's it kind of gets made fun of, but I think about it a lot in relation to feasts and 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 feasting on food. Um, you know, we've spoken about this a lot before that. Not everyone listening to this celebrates Christmas this time of the year and so on. Uh, Damien and I both grew up in um, Catholic upbringings and Christmas is a part of our family lives and so on. So yeah, when we talk about this, uh, that conversation of after lunch, you know, um, mm. Uncle John falls asleep on the couch and he's just eating, you know, all Aten. types of things. Yeah. Eaten. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just ate. He ate. Um, he ate. He, he ate. A part of me thinks that we we guffaw in like a disrespectful, oh, isn't he silly, he overate type of <laughs> manner. But then when you think of feasting, even just the word feasting, it does feel like the one time of the year where, um, I don't want to be too woo about this, but it's almost like it's just become a part of this time of the year where it's not an all the time thing that you have a big meal with lots of people and there's lots of food and Yes, you might uh, extend yourself a little bit, but this is not something to get the guilts over or to develop poor self-esteem around or even to be, I mean, you know, if you're the butt of other people's jokes and that's really got nothing to do with you, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. What, what, what's your view in terms of, um, for want of a better term, just overeating at Christmas time? 
Well, you know, in my power of food talk, I always talk about the portion that fits into your stomach most comfortably that your body requires, which is effectively two fists put together. Our kids, our kids do that all the time. They're often doing food. this to measure. That's all we need. I love it. That's all we need. Let's consider pushing what we need aside at Christmas time um, because what you enjoy, I think, is most important, you know, on Christmas Christmas Day. And if you can fit six ver- six portions of two fists in your belly uh, and then you fall asleep on the couch, but you wake up going, oh, my gosh, that was unbelievable. What a great feed. What have you done? You actually lifted – you've lifted – your lifetime value um, of your enjoyment for Christmas and for yeah. your life, for you know, for your well-being, and in a bygone era, I might have said to somebody, "Look, try, try your best to not go overboard. You know, pick the salad, have a couple of bits of you know the meat, whatever it is that's there. Drink only soda water and water. Um, <laughs> it's okay if you have one coffee for the day." Uh, I would have said all of these things and to all of you out there that have heard me say that before because I was your nutritionist or your naturopath, I apologize. And the reason why I apologize is because in my learned brain now, out of 50-year-old status, wisdom, I now say enjoy the moments. Um, And for the bulk of what you have control over, try to do the best. Um, I still say that, like try to do the best you can um, the bulk of the time. And then if you're doing the best you can the bulk of the time, it doesn't matter what you do on Christmas Day. Just don't make a dick of yourself and, you know, vomit or spew or trip over something or um, get drunk and say something you shouldn't have said or whatever. Don't do any of that. But eat, be merry, enjoy it, be happy. And if you want to be mostly good, then be mostly good. And if you feel like you're okay with being a little bit bad, then be a little bit bad. I think that's all okay. I love this. It, it reminds me, I feel like I bring it up every year. And I, when you were talking, I was like, I wonder what our first one of these episodes were like, because we've done this pre-Christmas episode every year for probably 10 years. I wonder if in 2013, yeah. we were going, you know, I don't think I was drinking alcohol then. I can't remember, but I was like, yeah, no, no alcohol on Christmas day for me, Damo. Just the, the you know the alcohol free red wine or I don't know and you know yeah. no, no no this not not going outside the box. Um, it reminds me when I listen to you talk with all of that wisdom that our mutual friend Olivia Gleason once said, "Don't worry what you do between Christmas and New Year's. Be more concerned what you do between New Year's and Christmas." And Go I live. just love it. Go live. That's I awesome. I want it. to text her right now. That's yeah. so good. That's it. That's very wise from a, from a very wise woman. Um, unreal. I love that. Um, and I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I was asked on the radio the other day, what advice would you give to us on Christmas to, you know, look after ourselves? And I said, what part do you want to look after? And they said, you know, just ourselves. And I said, well, if you want to look after yourself the best and you want to feel the best the next day, then really enjoy Christmas Day. Uh, and so if you want to have some custard tart, great. If you want lemon tart, awesome. If you want it with vanilla ice cream and cream, then do vanilla ice cream and cream. Like go to town because it's Christmas Day. And then tell stories and laugh about the year that's gone past and look at all the good things and pick out from all the things that have happened in the year all the great things mm. that you could laugh about and, and share. And that, that in itself is that's medicine um, and it's life-giving, I reckon. Absolutely, Nan. And people might be listening going, no, you guys don't understand. We have the most awkward social experiences at Christmas time. Well, we did an episode on this 
um, well, two or three years ago at, at around this time. So go back into the archives where we talk about the art of socialising at this time of the year, whether it's with awkward family members and so on. There is an art to this. But, Damo, one of the arts that I think we do want to bring in on the the context of our time spent um, on the little Greek island of Ikaria is their golden rules of alcohol because these are golden rules that really can be um, lived really well at Christmas time because I do yeah. think people are going, oh, is it okay to have a drink at Christmas time? Well, let's just put it out there right now. We don't find many, I would say, under 1%, of centenarians that we interview that say that they do not drink. We gen- mm. tend to be attracted or we find people or we interview <laughs> people that love a drink. And in Ikaria, yeah. it is yeah. no different. So yeah. one of their golden rules is that they would never drink on an empty stomach. Yeah. So they would always be eating. So have the nibblies out when you get there. Some families are really strict on the times that everyone eats and all the rest of it. I think that food brings people together. So I'm a big fan, Damo, of having food ready for people when they arrive and not to be too hell-bent on getting everyone eating at the same time. Like, let just people nibble, particularly yeah. at the beginning of the of the event. And then rule number two in Ikaria, and the rules people will love this, is to actually eat when you drink. So that's yeah. not a hard thing to do at Christmas time because there's generally right. food everywhere. But the reason Bountiful. why they do it in Ikaria is because – they want to spend more time with you and they actually don't want to get drunk because they, they know, and most of us would also agree, that when you're drunk, it's actually harder to socially engage with all of your all of your friends and family because you're completely disoriented, whether it's mentally, emotionally, socially, and so on. So um, eating when you drink is great. Now, Ikarians would say that they never drink to get drunk, but here's a very important thing. And Damo and I have seen this and we both indulge in this ourselves. They are very good at tipsy. They're very good it's at so giggly, good giggly yeah. tipsy. You might call it social lubricant tipsy, just having yeah. fun tipsy. They're not they're not just talking about having one drink and then being on the waters for the rest of the day. Like the Ikarians that we've observed can mix it with the best, but they've also got a staying power. And, and part of their staying power, which is, again, we would say um, not in our Australian culture, and some people will go forward this, but we've said this many times, they will put water in their wine. So yeah. their water's very dark. Their wine's dark at the start of the day. And as Christmas Day gets mm-hmm. on and on, that wine gets lighter and lighter. It's very looks true. Like they're drinking water at the end of it. It's um, like rosé. It looks like <laughs> <laughs> And it also, um, you'll find in Ikaria that people are never drinking um, alone. They will, they will. if, uh, you know, we, we spent time with Vaso, who had this great one-liner, because we've spoken about this a lot on the podcast. Vaso, a 91-year-old Ikarian that, lives alone but is not lonely and you know this is a really big topic on on christmas day people that live alone is do whatever you can to have some social engagement on christmas day now i know we know that that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to be with people all day on christmas day but do what you can to have some engagement with people on christmas day whether it's that you're going down to the local pub to have the the christmas lunch that they put on there whether it's that you ask if you can go and have lunch with your neighbors like if a neighbor let's speak for myself damon but i reckon you'd be the same if a neighbor that i knew was lonely if they said to me i'm lonely can i have lunch with you there is absolutely no chance i would say no i would be getting them right in because i could would i would perceive and i'm sure you'd be the same damon there'd be nothing nothing worse it's a bit over the top but it's it would be very it would feel very confronting being alone on christmas day and um yeah 
in Icardia, they don't they don't do loneliness. They're always knocking on doors and making sure that their neighbours that live alone are not alone in, in certain moments and so on. Um, so I just think that's probably a an important factor when we talk about what are you eating on Christmas Day and what are you drinking. It's also who are you doing it with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I agree with all of that. The only caveat I would have is if I was to invite you into my house, um, you wouldn't be allowed to have my lemon tart like that. <laughs> Just because that's all mine. Like that's you just can't have it. My mum made it for me. I'm not sharing it. I'm not giving it to anybody. If she made one that's big enough, maybe I'd carve off the bits around the edges that aren't the nicest bits, but you're not having the middle bit, that's mine for yeah. sure. I'd 100%. be doing that with certain yeah. things that related to chocolate. What what would you not share on Christmas Day from a food perspective? Oh, the best the best parts of the crackling. I'd happily go oh, yeah. full blown yeah, selfish pork. Leo firstborn and just get the best. Go parts. into it. Get the crunchy bit. Well, it was there the other day uh, when we had Sarah's family's uh, Martin family Christmas, and um, you know, quite happily took the best parts of the crackling before anyone else. Just uh, <laughs> you're so you're so no altruism. No altruism in unbelievable. I would sit back and wait. Yeah, and then no, hope. I'm your the arch only enemy. thing is I'd be is your arch enemy in in um those um. Uh, the the buffet style dining um you know dining scenario in a family function where like you, you lay it all out yeah I am always the one to go first yeah because really. these things take leadership folks and when the <laughs> chef who's been slaving day and night to prepare a hot meal for their many guests says lunch is ready and everyone just nods and then they keep on talking to their family and friends all they want is for people to come up and get the food because they don't want their hot <laughs> meal to just become warm. So I, because we copy other people's body language, I go up first. I get yeah. the best bits of the crackling. I get the best yeah. cuts of the meat. I get the most yeah. fried crispy potatoes. I get the best of everything. And when people see me talk, see me getting the food, they go, oh, lunch must be ready. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's uh, my strategy. Wins hilarious. every time. Wins every yeah. time. Yeah, no, well, good on you. I think that uh, that's definitely that speaks to the Marcus Pierce that I know and, and I love. <laughs> so definitely do that. It's good to do. I'll, I'll um, take that as someone's a got to be someone's got to be first. There's a guy who comes to my practice early every week and he goes, "Sorry, I'm so well." I go, "Mate, if you're not early, you're late." It's the same as you, Pierce. If you're not first, you're second. Um, yeah. And so why not be first? Good yeah. on you. I must have been good starving you. when I was younger. Um, <laughs> we wish everyone a incredibly happy, healthy, merry Christmas. We yeah are going to be releasing an episode on Christmas Day, which is fabulous. Uh, in this lead up to Christmas, we want to wish you the most beautiful Christmas to your friends and family, but really to all of our listeners, Damo. Over the years that have been listening, if you're new to 100 Not Out, we hope you're enjoying your adventure on the podcast. And Damo, to you, blessing you and your family and friends the most beautiful Christmas Day. And uh, can't wait to do it all again with you next week. Thank you so much, PC. Yeah, and Merry Christmas to you and your family too. Um, have a great time. Hope the kids have been good enough that Santa turns up. Um, that's that's a big deal, big deal for kids of your age. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I look forward to yet another big year in 2024. Can't wait to get to Ikaria and Sardinia. That's going to be great. Um, and spaces, they must be almost all gone, I reckon, PC, with that. They are the promos. Are, the promos. People are listening to the podcast again in the promos. August twenty-two to thirty-one. Ikaria, that is almost full. Sardinia, September one to ten. Not far behind it. So booking a call if you are interested. Make sure you check out the website one hundred notout dot com. And uh, we can't wait to have you if you are there. Until then, folks, enjoy Christmas. All the very best, and may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life.
Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.